Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, this is Heather with the Renaissance English History Podcast. And this is an abbreviated version of the Tudor Music Hour. This is a radio show that I do in the UK every Sunday at 9am. You can listen to it on Mad Wasp Radio. You can check that out on TuneIn or you can listen directly. So I am also putting out the abbreviated version here on the podcast feed for those of you who want to listen more. So the thing about this is because I don't have a radio license myself, I can only play 30 second snippets of the music. In the radio program live, I play the full pieces. But here for this purpose, I can only play 30 seconds. So here's the deal. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, you can go to tutormusichour.com where I have links to a Spotify playlist for every episode. So you can grab the full pieces and listen to your heart's content. You can also go to tutormusichour.com for more information about the show, links to how you can listen live and everything like that. So thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the Tudor Music Hour. This is the show where you and I travel 500 years to the 16th century and examine the social changes and upheaval of that period through the lens of music. I'm your host, Heather Tesco, and I've been writing and podcasting about Tudor history on my show, the Renaissance English History Podcast, since 2009. I invite you to check out the archive and learn more about that show through the links at tutormusichour.com. Every week here, we look at a different theme or composer. This week, we're going to talk about the music in Shakespeare's plays. I wanted to do this because I've been rereading A Midsummer Night's Dream, given that we are in midsummer right now, and I was thinking about the music that would have been used in the performances. Fortunately, we have some great sources for the music from the plays. It was customary in Tudor and Stuart plays to include one song in every play, though earlier in Tudor theater, they actually stayed away from music in tragedies. Though Shakespeare went against this and used music to startling effect in Hamlet and Othello, for example. For plays that were produced at court with their big budgets and their wow factor, they would have had instrumental music introducing each act and sometimes even each scene. We're going to listen now to some music that would have been used in the plays this way. The Folger Consort has an album from 2007 called This England, Music from the Time of Shakespeare, which will be on heavy rotation here today. Let's get started with some Elizabethan instrumental music. You can imagine yourself taking your seat at a play at court. Here's the Folger Consort with De La Court.
was the Folger Consort here on the Tudor Music Hour, and I'm absolutely delighted to have your company as we talk today about the music of Shakespeare. Ross Duffin wrote in the Oxford Handbook of the Age of Shakespeare about the kinds of instruments used in plays, either on stage or down below what we would call in the pit, the orchestra pit. He writes that the roots of the bands or groups used in Shakespeare actually go back to the 1560s. In the play Jocasta by George Gascioni, a Greek tragedy first performed in 1566, an attendee wrote, Quote, first, before the beginning of the first act did sound a doleful and strange noise of viols, cithrin, banjurian, and such like. Duffin continues by telling us that this instrument, the bandurian, had reportedly been invented by a London instrument maker called John Rose in 1562. So it was a very new sound. It was a bass counterpart to the smaller cittern. Later on, about 10 years later, Robert Langham's letter talking about the music when Robert Dudley had a big festival for Queen Elizabeth. It was his last great wooing of Elizabeth at Kenilworth in 1575. He referred to six several instruments, meaning that they were mostly different types. Those six instruments first seem to have been named in the description of the entertainment for Elizabeth. In 1591, those six instruments seem to have been named explicitly with a quote saying, after this speech, the fairy queen and her maids danced around the garland, singing a song of six parts with the music of an exquisite consort, wherein was the lute, bandora, bass viol, citern, treble viol, and flute. So those are the six main instruments that would have been used with the instrumental music in this time period. So let's listen to some more music now. We're going to listen to three instrumental pieces by John Dowland. The first is a short lute solo called The Most Sacred Queen Elizabeth, Her Galliard. Then Sir John Langton's Pavan with Nigel North on the lute. Then we've got David Van Oyen on the lute with Semper Dowland, Semper Dolans. Shakespearean instrumental music here on the Tudor Music Hour. was some 
Instrumental music by John Dowland here on the Tudor Music Hour. I'm your host, Heather Tesco. You are traveling back with me to the playhouses and theaters of Elizabethan England, listening to the instrumental music of Shakespeare. There are several sources for this music, including some songbooks with some of the most famous keyboard and instrumental music from our leading composers. We talked last week about William Byrd, the recusant Catholic But we also have some of his keyboard works in a book called My Lady Neville's Book, dating from around 1591. Now, it's not clear who My Lady Neville was to Bird. Perhaps she was a pupil or a patron. We don't know. But either way, her book gives us 42 of William Bird's keyboard pieces. So we're going to listen now to some Bird keyboard music, starting with A Fancy and then My Lady Neville's Ground. This is Ernst Stoltz with both recordings of keyboard music by William Byrd here on the Tudor Music Hour. That was keyboard music by William Byrd with Ernst Stoltz on the keyboard here on the Tudor Music Hour, where this week we are looking at the music from Shakespeare's time. We actually still have some songs that were used in his play, including this one, Where the Bee Sucks, which means Where the Bee Takes Nectar, which was used in The Tempest. The lyrics are Where the Bee Sucks, There Lurk I, In a Cowslip's Bell I Lie. There I couch when owls do cry, on the bat's back do I fly. After sunset, merrily, merrily shall I live now, under the blossom that hangs on the bough. This is Emma Kirkby with Where the Bee Sucks. That was Emma Kirkby with Where the Bee Sucks, a song from The Tempest, here as we talk about the music of Shakespeare's plays and the instrumental music of the Elizabethan period on the Tudor Music Hour. 
The idea of the music of the spheres was a popular one during the Renaissance, and this is the idea that the planets, the spheres, and the solar system make harmonies as they circle around, and those harmonies can affect us here on Earth. Medieval doctors actually used to prescribe tones for different kinds of illnesses, especially the spiritual illnesses. There's one interval, the tritone, that is known as Diablos Musica, the devil's music, for example, which you would stay away from. The tritone was evil. You didn't want to play that unless you wanted to scare people. So Shakespeare understood this idea of the music of the spheres and the effect of both the heavenly and earthly harmonies on health and the human spirit. Listen to Act 5, Scene 1 of The Merchant of Venice, where Lorenzo speaks. He says, Here we will sit and let the sounds of music creep in our ears. Soft stillness and the night become the touches of sweet harmony. Sit, Jessica. Look how the floor of heaven is thick inlaid with patterns of bright gold. There's not the smallest orb which thou beholdst, but in his motion, like an angel sings, still choiring to the young-eyed cherubins. Such harmony is in immortal souls. But whilst this muddy vesture of decay doth grossly close it in, we cannot hear it, since not so stockish, hard, and full of rage, but music for the time doth change his nature." That man hath no music in himself, nor is not moved with concord of sweet sounds, is fit for treasons, stratagems, and spoils. The motions of his spirit are dull as night, and his affections dark as Erebus. Let no such man be trusted. Mark the music. Let's listen to another song now. This is Dowland's Flow My Tears. So supposedly Shakespeare wasn't really a fan of Dowland, even portraying Duke Orsino's superficial taste for the, quote, dying fall in Twelfth Night, which was clearly referring to the opening strain of Dowland's Flow My Tears. But Flow My Tears is one of John Dowland's most popular songs, and it remains so today for good reason. I actually really love this song. This is the Folger Consort, Mark Bleak, the tenor, and Christopher Kendall on the lute with John Dowland's Flow My Tears on the Tudor Music Hour. That was John Dowland's very beautiful, very haunting song, Flow My Tears, music of the Elizabethan theater, instrumental music from the Elizabethan period here on the Tudor Music Hour. I'm your host, Heather Tesco. I'm so glad you're here with me today, going back in time to the theater, to the playhouses of Elizabethan England, listening to some of this instrumental music, some of these songs. We are going to listen to a little bit more William Byrd instrumental music right now. This is the Fantasia in C number one, 
And we've got Glenn Wilson on the harpsichord. This is the kind of instrumental music that would have been played in between scenes during intermission periods. You could kind of imagine this atmosphere of people on a Sunday afternoon having walked out of the city of London, of course, because all of the theatres were tried to stay outside the jurisdiction of London. So people go to Southwark, uh, over towards Islington. So these people walking, having this kind of holiday festivity sort of feeling and then listening to this kind of music during the interval in between scenes as scenery's changing. It just kind of sets the scene, doesn't it? So take a listen to this William Byrd Fantasia scene number one with Glenn Wilson on the harpsichord on the Tudor Music Hour. <laughs> That was Glenn Wilson on the harpsichord with William Byrd's Fantasia in C major number one here on the Tudor Music Hour. We're going to go out this hour with a modern interpretation of one of my most favorite songs. But before we get to that, I just want to thank you for listening and sharing this time with me this week. It's been such a joy to share some of my favorite music with you. I hope you enjoyed it as well. You can learn more about me, about the music that I play here and listen to the archive of all of my podcast shows at tutormusichour.com. There's links to everything that you need there. So now lest anyone think that this music is not still relevant, does not still touch us deeply, I want to play Sting with Robert Johnson's Have You Seen the Bright Lily Grow? It's such a beautiful piece. I listen to it on repeat sometimes when I'm working. I just think it's such a such a gorgeous piece of music. I hope you enjoy it. Sting does have a, an album that he put out with this kind of music uh, several years. It's been a while now, about 10 years, I suppose. Um, but this is one of my favorite pieces off of it. So I hope you have a wonderful week and I will be back with you next week and I will share more music with you then. We're actually going to talk about the Eaton Choir book next week. So woohoo for that. We're going to go back in time another hundred years. Have a great week, everybody.